So Myron, you have a lot of passions out there, uh, golf, hunting, fishing. Uh, one of the uh, biggest passions though that I hear you talk about a lot is, and that's retirement income planning. And you made a career out of that. Uh, let's talk about that today. Why, why are you so passionate about that? Well, first of all, it's, uh, and I'm gonna um, kind of uh, agree with you. Yeah, golf, fishing, hunting, all those things are big passions. Uh, but when it comes to uh, people and helping people, I feel that's probably the best way I can really not only uh, uh, differentiate myself, myself, but also to sincerely help people, okay? Uh, I get uh, prospects and clients coming in that are nearing retirement and uh, uh, they have no clue uh, when it comes to preparing that retirement income uh, process. Um, it's, uh, it's actually not a real difficult task, the accumulation phase of this. Right. Okay, people can, uh, you know, just stick their money in an index fund or whatever, as long as as it's moving forward and, and they're contributing and and uh, they're allocating and, and uh, reallocating properly, they can they can increase their nest egg. But when it comes time to actually um, figure out a plan on how to unwind that, that's the important part. Um, I've seen an analogy before, it's kind of like the mountain climbing analogy, and I don't know if you've seen this, but the idea that people look at the, the climb up as being so uh, hazardous and, and difficult, but uh, actually uh, a lot of mountain climbers will tell you, especially uh, that have climbed Mount Everest, that the real challenge is, is getting back down. And that's kind of how I look at retirement income planning. It's difficult going up, but it's doable coming down or retiring uh, on what you have and doing it in a, in a proper manner. So it sustains yep. is a very difficult task. So what goes into developing a good plan, a retirement income plan? Well, uh, to me, the first uh, uh, and most important part is uh, to know what your baseline is. What are your needs, okay? Um, I, I put those into two different buckets, your absolute needs, that's going to be your, your health care, your food, your you know, housing, whatever that might, might be. Uh, the things that you absolutely have to have uh, to live on. Uh, and then the next bucket is, of course, your wants and desires and stuff like that. So uh, to have all of that broken down and, and finally detailed is very, very helpful because that's kind of the uh, initial start to the roadmap of, of putting it all together. Yeah, and let's talk about some of the spending patterns that you've seen uh, with retirees. Uh, what are some, some thoughts there? Um, well, usually, uh, but not exclusively, usually that's kind of driven by um, how much, how many, what type of resources they have. Is it a big bucket, is it a small bucket? But uh, uh, you've heard me refer to this in the past to um, the average age at which people retiring at 65 or 66 run out of money is 75, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, a big part of that has, has to do with spending habits and stuff like that. Um, oftentimes, uh, you see initially that people retire, uh, you know, my wife might tell you that you know, I'm the most expensive person when I'm not working. When I'm working, I don't spend as much money. Well, in some respects, a retiree is, is kind of the same way until they get that discipline of being able to uh, live on a budget and, and uh, kind of control that spending a little bit. So oftentimes that spending initially 
will go up in the first few months, uh, uh, but then level out uh, as soon as they figure out that that's not sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen it over the years with clients and just financial planning in general that the clients that don't live as, as a lavish lifestyle <coughs> live more modest. Uh, you know, today maybe that's 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars a year living expenses. Those individuals oftentimes are affected by inflation more than the people that live at a higher standard. You know, a lot of their basic expenses are, are food, gas, uh, things like that, that you have to have. Well, those do have more inflation, but you know, a lot of, the, a lot of our clients that have maybe living at a $200,000 annual living expense, you know, some, their cost of living doesn't always go up as much. And so it's something to keep in mind for people. Um, Oftentimes those higher spending ones though, they also have more room to uh, reduce their spending and, and, correct. and budget themselves to correct. Yeah, good point. So it's, you gotta understand your spending habits, understand uh, where, where, where they're going in the future and under, understand inflation. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's very important. I, I, I heard a client say to me that he's 88 years old now and when he retired 25 years ago, he could live off just his pension. You know, and he's saying, now I've got to tap into my savings. I've got to tap into my other accounts. Uh, you know, what's happening? And I said, well, how much is a gallon of milk now? How much, is, how much is a gallon of gas compared to 25 years ago? How much is all that stuff? Yeah. You introduced a concept there that I, I need to mention here too, 20, 20th century versus 21st century. In the 20th century, typically the government and um, employers oftentimes took care of most of that retirement and health care in retirement. 21st century, it's totally been flipped over to the individual. You still have your Social Security, but uh, we don't know how long, right. uh, and it, it, it may go on for a while, but it's going to be ratcheted down eventually. We've talked about taxes in the past. Uh, that'll be one of those areas they will affect also. So, and the other thing is, uh, and, and, and a big part of that too is, is the idea that pensions have literally gone away. Uh, you know, we've got the, the government, but also the uh, pensions provided for by uh, by the employers, right. all but gone away. Exactly. So we have to plan for ourselves. Exactly. And can I ask you your opinion on Social Security? Where is it, where is it going to be in the future? Any, well, any thoughts on that? Well, I believe, uh, yeah. yeah. It used to be that uh, uh, I used to think that my kids would not get any. I've kind of changed my tune a little bit there, uh, and here's why. Uh, I think there will be something for them but it'll be considerably different than before. So take that 20th century versus a 21st century where we've eliminated some certain things. Well, we might have to make Social Security instead of a third of the income source, it might be a 10% or 20% or something like that. It'll just be indexed down to the point where it can sustain itself going forward. Right, So right. I think it'll be there. It's gonna look quite a bit different. Yeah. people. Uh, say that whatever political party votes out Social Security in the future won't be there yeah. <laughs> in the future. That's one of so, the reasons I think it'll be there. It'll just look a lot different. Yeah, good point. Uh, what are some of the risks in retirement income planning? Well, you mentioned one just a little bit ago, and that's inflation risk, you know, obviously, and uh, interest rate risks. Uh, probably the most important one to me as I work with, uh, with uh, retirees and pre-retirees is 
something we call a sequence of returns. Yep. Okay, if we uh, if we have a pool of funds and uh, those pool of funds are are growing, they're accumulating. We're not taking any income out of them. We can rest assured that the average of that return over a 10, 15, 20 year period of time is not going to affect the end result. However, um, if we get into retirement and all of a sudden we start taking out three or four percent in a systematic withdrawal, at that point, uh, then you have to be ultra concerned about that sequence of return. So that's a one that I pay attention to very closely. How do you minimize that? Uh, I've got a a strategy that I use rather than that systematic withdrawal and I'm going to give you an example if you uh, let's say you retired in 99 and uh, you had this uh, um, accumulation of IRAs whatever it is $500,000 you start taking out 4% okay then 2000, 2001, 2002 come around uh, all of a sudden you've dropped by 40% and at that point, uh, that 4% either needs to be higher, in which case it's going to run out of money, or you have to take a pay cut, or you have to go back to work. And, and really, if you think about it, Walmart workers, that's kind of where that really kind of got started. Okay, so I like to use what, uh, what is called a time sequence or a time segmented approach to retirement income planning, where I'm going to plug a certain amount of assets in a bucket of that I'm going to use up in one to five years. Okay, for the first five years, I'm going to pull all the income that I need besides my Social Security and whatever else I might have, pull it out of that bucket. I'm going to project a return of one, one and a half percent. My whole goal in that is to make sure that they don't have to take a pay cut in the first year, mm -hmm. so I can't have that go backwards. And then uh, in the next bucket, we'll we'll put in a. a an appropriate amount of resources into that next bucket that can grow for the next, say, from years six to ten. Okay, the idea here that is that over time, eventually, you're able to recover from the ups and downs. Right. So the farther out we go, the more aggressive we get with with the investments. And then if once you're through with a five-year period, everything moves to the left, and and uh, what you need for the next five years is plugged into that one, one and a half, two percent. Bucket. I remember when I first met with you, and this was years ago, we were starting to work together. Uh, I thought I was pretty snazzy with my three buckets for the buckets of money, which is what I was calling it, and it works. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, we sat down and started comparing strategies. And what do you use, like eight buckets or something like that? Maybe you just said oh, it. It, it depends on age and a lot of different things. Uh, typically, five to six. Five to six yeah. buckets, yeah. And uh, that sixth one oftentimes is for creating the legacy, and that's kind of driven by the clients. But Yeah. So uh, that's something that you can handle, though. It's all all program driven. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice and simple to understand and follow. And yep. and uh, again, again, we're going to get back to that. They need to know what they need and what they want in retirement. That's a big part of that planning. Yep, and I've seen that you've been able to to help increase the annual income amounts using that buckets of money strategy and. Uh, you know, we're recording this right now in 2021. Well, what would happen right about a year ago? Uh, some pretty big market drops. Oh, yeah. And for the most part, our, our phones really weren't ringing. I mean, not, not, not too bad. Uh, a lot of our clients that were in that retirement age group, they had their strategy in place. Yeah. They've been coached for a while, and they knew where they're going to be getting their money. And so although the market dropped, 
their income source wasn't affected. They yep. were they were protected from that. Most of those calls were just uh, to confirm uh, yeah. that everything's fine. Uh, they they had no problems with it. Interesting enough, it's it's the 30 and 32 and 35 year olds that call and get the most excited, and they're the ones that need to worry about it the last. Exactly, exactly. We but was it was about two years ago we gave a presentation uh, to a group of graduates mm -hmm. from a college program. And uh, the professor wanted us to talk to these individuals at a trade school, and these guys were gonna, and girls were gonna come out making some pretty good money. And the professor said, "Talk to them about money and, and all this." And we we kind of said, "You got the easy part right now. Well, it's actually the hard part, but just save money. Yeah, put money away. You know, the hard part's later. But if you can just save money now, uh, that's the biggest thing with, with all this. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's why the, the income strategies are so important later on. Um, Anything else on this topic that you want to touch on? Uh, probably the most uh, important part of it is uh, it's kind of like uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? You know, it, it would have been yesterday, and what's the next best time today? So start planning today uh, if you haven't done anything already. Yeah. Uh, the sooner the better, you know, whether you're 30 years old or 55 or 65. Start yes. today. Don't wait. And uh, it's always good to have a, a review of your plan. You offer free reviews. Uh, you've done that many times. We're happy to just look it over, make sure it's it's good, it's right. Uh, give second opinions along the way. So, you you know, if anybody has questions, reach out. Myron, thanks for your time today. You bet. Thank you.